As we continue worshiping together today, siblings, I invite you to turn in your Bibles or Bible apps to the book of Acts, the second chapter, beginning in the 42nd verse. Let us receive together the word of God. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. All came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all, as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Receive what the Spirit is saying. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Friends, if you are just joining us or have come in the last few moments, I want to remind you that you can find links on foundryumc.org with resources to help you fully participate in our time and worship today, including the link for our ASL sign language feed on YouTube. So please make sure that you're taking advantage of those resources available to you today. Will you pray with me? Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Move in and among and through us into all the places we are. Bind us together in your love and let your word be received. I pray it in the power of the risen Christ. Amen. Y'all, we are living through days unlike any we've seen before. The interruptions of our lives are significant, the unknowns many. The depth of the fallout at every level, personal, spiritual, economic, political, relational, all those things are not fully realized. What we are increasingly coming to understand is that things will never be the same. We don't even quite know what that even means. But we do know that this is a life, society, and world-changing moment in history. And here we are in the middle of it. Our spiritual tradition teaches that whenever there is an outbreak of challenge or change, there is an inbreaking of Holy Spirit. The book of Acts is one place that this is clear. The book from which we heard Sylvia read today is often called the Acts of the Apostles. But from start to finish, it's really about the Acts of the Holy Spirit, empowering, emboldening, encouraging, stirring, guiding, challenging, sending God's people to be living witnesses of love and justice in the wake of a profound moment of change in the world. Now, some folks in that time didn't realize that there was any real change afoot. The corrupt powers of the world thought they had extinguished the hope rising among the citizens of the occupied territory of Palestine when they crucified 
the one called Jesus of Nazareth. They reset, you see, their overturned tables, returning to normal, the normal ways of injustice and usury, of preparing a feast for themselves while leaving others to live on crumbs. They'd returned to the normal exclusion and neglect based on human constructs of tribe and purity and policy. The power brokers of church and society, those responsible for the welfare of whole nations, likely didn't give the upstart Jesus movement another thought once they'd accomplished their manipulation of the mob to lynch the so-called king of the Jews. But God was up to something new. When Jesus got up on that first Easter morning, a new day dawned. A new way of being was born. It was a way that was free from the fear of death, that knew that tyranny might be overcome. A way that enabled people to trust the power and the promise of God's liberating love to bring life into every place that feels hopeless, courage into fearful hearts, and vision for how to live together in peace with justice. This is the context for our short passage today, a passage that immediately follows three key moments. The first moment is the pouring out of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples at Pentecost, setting them on fire and freeing them from their fear so that they might step out in witness. The second moment is the bold preaching of Peter among the diverse pilgrims gathered in Jerusalem. Peter proclaims the death and the resurrection of Jesus and calls folks to receive the promise of forgiveness, of new life, and the gift of the Holy Spirit so that they might be saved, he says, saved from this corrupt generation. And this brings about the third key event, and that is the conversion, the response of 3,000 people. These new converts, together with 120 disciples of Jesus who were already together at Pentecost, these are those who make up the first congregation organized around the new way of the risen Christ. It's a way of being in relationship and in community guided by the apostles' teaching and grounded in prayer. And to be very clear, the apostles' teaching is the message of the kingdom of God they had learned from Rabbi Jesus. That message is an invitation to turn from the ways of being that hurt and destroy and toward ways that heal and bring new life. The kingdom living has love of God and love of neighbor at its core. 
It breaks down barriers and crosses boundaries to draw the circle ever wider. It's marked by the wonder-working power of Holy Spirit who anointed Jesus and all who follow Jesus' way so that we might bring good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to those who are struggling to see, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of God's jubilee. Formed in the teaching and example of Jesus, this new community seeks to practice the new way. It's marked by generosity, radical love, hospitality, mutuality, friendship, and care for neighbors. It's a community grounded in prayer, praise, and worship, both in the temple, the sanctuary, and in members' homes. The abundance this community experiences does not just set a bounteous feast on their own tables, but flows into the places of need around them. They share what they have to sustain and to fuel their life together. This new way is spirit-filled and spirit-fueled, sustained by the power of spirit. And it likely never happened in such an idyllic way. This vision that we heard read, according to scholars, is likely just that, a vision statement for what the writer of Luke and Acts believed the church was called to be at its best. But even though without um, the inherent messiness, it had, we, it had to have mess. I mean, look at what we said these folks are doing, and these are real people. Inherent mess is in Christian community, in any human community. So even with all of that, there was still something special going on in this early movement of Jesus followers. They must have been doing something right because people were so drawn to them. The scripture says day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. And saved from what? Well, Peter's sermon that we heard in chapter one, earlier in chapter two gives us a clue when he says, be saved from this corrupt generation. You see, the new way of being in community and relationship stood and lived in opposition and resistance to the corrupt unjust ways of the Roman Empire and the ways of some of the religious leaders who, as Jesus taught, were more focused on the outward appearance and getting special treatment because of their office than on matters of justice and love of God and neighbor. And people longed for justice, for a way to live in friendship, and in mutuality. In fact, this vision of human community that was uh, described in Acts 2 was desired by many in the ancient world. 
One scholar writes, and I quote, terminology in this passage echoes other Greek philosophical writings that describe an ethic of friendship and mutuality that can be realized through ideal social and political arrangements. Some elements of the text also recall promises made in the Hebrew scriptures about the just society that God longs to see established in Israel. Certainly then this passage paints an idealistic portrait proposing to ancient readers that Christian community offers the path to such a desirable vision of human existence. God's activity in Jesus Christ and through Spirit's power gives shape and life to a new thing, a longed-for thing, then and now. A community that is organized around principles and practices that reject any return to normal because normal is unjust and broken. I'm struck right now by some beautiful, powerful pieces of writing and videos that are being shared that capture a longing of the human family around the world, a longing to step out of this moment of pandemic, having really learned something that changes the way we live. I'm also struck right now by the disturbing, violent, rage-filled images of unmasked, overwhelmingly white, wonder what that is, overwhelmingly white U.S. citizens with guns screaming in the faces of security officers because they disagree with the actions of their elected governor. This moment, these different images that I'm seeing and hearing, I imagine we're all seeing and hearing these different things, highlight the existing clashes between values, the, the different ways and perspectives and experiences that are not received or heard, that are not honored and considered, but rather used as opportunities for blame and rage and violence and disconnection and exclusion. Our human family across the board knows that things are not as they should be. And people are getting pulled all over the place, fed images and messages from God knows where. Messages intended to stir distrust and resentment and fear and all the reptilian parts of our nature. People are responding in all sorts of ways, some more helpful than others. In this outbreak of challenge and suffering and brokenness and struggle, there is an inbreaking of spirit doing something new because that's what God does. And we know that something new is needed 
for reasons that we together will be pondering for weeks to come. The world longs for this newness, for a vision, for leadership, for community with integrity, whose principles and values are not just spoken or twisted or perverted or spun, but are actually real values that get lived. A community, a, a vision, a leadership whose outrage is not focused on self, either selfishly or self righteously, but rather focused on the powers and the policies that systematically deny the needs and the dignity and the value of whole swaths of our human family. People long for this vision and community and leadership whose core principle is the love of God and the love of neighbor and walking gently upon the earth together. And here we are, in the middle of it all. Unable to be together in our temple, our sanctuary and building, and this story today may make you feel some pangs about that. We're unable to be together in that way, likely for months to come. Let me say it gently but clearly. It will likely be months before we are able to gather in our familiar ways in large groups. But here we are, even in the midst of that, filled with Spirit's wonder-working power to be part of a new thing, a new way of offering the world an alternative vision for what life together can be, a new way of being advocates for and witnesses to the love and the justice of Jesus Christ. We begin right where we are, thinking together about what Acts 2 has to say to us today. We see that it's Holy Spirit who creates and sustains the church regardless of where or how we gather, in temple or in our homes. I imagine that over the coming months, as it becomes safer to gather in smaller groups of maybe 10 or 20, we may at Foundry begin to form house churches throughout our neighborhoods with hosts who will welcome people using safe practices for worship watch parties and follow-up discussion and fellowship and prayer and support. I imagine new small groups forming in that time. And as in the Acts 2 vision, we continue to pool our resources to care for the vulnerable neighbors in our region. Servant leaders who are skilled in public health and medical care are providing leadership and guidance to our staff and our board as we plan a multi-step re-entry at the right time that is not only safe, but that's also grounded in our core values as a congregation. We are in the process of visioning an online campus for worship, learning, and small group connection that will extend our witness and invitation to those near and far for whom that way of being in community works best, even after we're able to resume the full range of activity at 16th and P Streets Northwest. 
We're providing ways to reach out in loving kindness to isolated neighbors through simply making phone calls. We're offering messages from our pastors Monday through Friday that extend our message of love and justice and inclusive community to the wider world. And we're continuing even now our advocacy and social justice work, including critical work to assess the ways Foundry can identify and address obstacles to our becoming a truly beloved community that practices equity and justice for our black and brown siblings and celebrates and multiplies the gifts received from our increasingly racially diverse community. And even now, all of you continue to be witnesses of how to live with purpose, with faith and hope and love, with generosity and creativity and care and good humor as you share words and images and stories and practices that are sustaining you, that are guiding you, not only with other Foundry folks, but with your friends and colleagues and families through all the ways that we're doing that right now. You extend the values and the vision of the new ways that we're called to be in community together through your acts of love and generosity, compassion and justice. I'm delighted when I see photo after photo with the hashtag, this is how I foundry. It shares who we are with a world that may be needing to be part of a place and a community like the one we're blessed to share. We're all experiencing in these days a range of emotions and we're all over the map in terms of where we are on coming to terms with the current realities in our world. But the good news is that God is up to something new, really new. And that means that while things will be unsettling and some will be lost, that just as Jesus got up and moved out into a new day and a new way of life, that day is coming for us. Let's pray for spirit to get us up and ready to participate now and then in something that is truly new and better than anything we might imagine. May it be so. Amen.